What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Shifting Paradigms in Medicine with your host, Dr. Cecilia Cervantes. Dr. Cecilia discovered early on that an integrative practice is the best approach in healthcare. She has studied multiple natural modalities over the years that have proven to be of great benefit to her clients. When you heal your mind, you heal your life. So please welcome the host of Shifting Paradigms in Medicine, Dr. Cecilia Cervantes. Welcome back, everyone. Nice to have you here again today. You're watching Shifting Paradigms in Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Cecilia Cervantes, and we're here to explore, discover, and search for the best path to natural health and well-being, because we want you to be in charge of your health. So we want to inform, inspire, and empower you. And remember, uh, as always, this show is educational and informative and does not constitute a professional relationship. Always check back with your primary care providers before you make any changes to your uh, medical habits. Okay, uh, so today we're going to talk about children and nutrition because children are so important to us. They are our future. We need to support them in all ways and especially nutritionally. And today's guest is Greer McGinnis. She is a registered dietitian with a master's in nutritional science. She is certified in detox, a certified detox specialist, master herbalist, and Lyme specialist. She's an expert in food sensitivities, gut health, detoxing heavy metals and toxins, and she specializes in pediatrics with a main focus on functional medicine with autism and ADHD. She's also developed a company, Biomedical Healing for Kids, which offers affordable one-on-one -on -one consultations for parents to help them navigate the complex world of biomedical healing. And she's also the creator of Detoxing Toxins in Kids, which is a course for parents and practitioners. Join me in welcoming Greer McGinnis. Hi. How are you? So great to have you here today. This, uh, this is such an important subject. Um, I want to focus on autism because I know that your son was diagnosed with autism at age two, and this led you on this long journey to find solutions. 
And yeah. autism is something that is, uh, is of great concern because the numbers of kids diagnosed with autism is, is increasing. Talk to us about that. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, my son was diagnosed with autism at around two. He regressed. He was a completely normal developing child up until that point. And then he unfortunately lost all of his words, his eye contact, his ability to communicate, uh, even his play. You know, uh, kids who have functional play, they could play with a toy appropriately. He, he lost all of that. He lost all of those types of functions. So I started going down this big rabbit hole with him and our journey after doing hours and hours of therapy per week. We were doing about 20 hours of therapy per week. And that was just, you know, it was a lot on him. It was a lot on us. And we weren't really seeing any good improvements, which was very upsetting because, you know, the doctor said, if you do these therapies, your son will be fine. Your son will. And after about two years or so, I still wasn't seeing real any significant progress. And that was very upsetting to us. So I started lurking, looking into functional medicine and realizing there was so much research out there. And that was kind of shocking to me as a researcher myself. You know, Mm -hmm. how are these research studies and this information out there? Why is it not being given to parents? Why is it not being shared or saying, hey, this may help? We know we can't guarantee anything, but it could be helpful. This could be something that would benefit your child. And I felt very, you know, gypped, (laughs) you know, like I felt like as a practitioner, I felt very gypped that this information is out there and how come I, I had to find it and the practitioners that I were seeing were not giving this, you know, willfully to us. So I went on this journey with my son and I took him from being completely nonverbal at four and a half to a completely verbal child who excels, who's very good at math, who loves to socialize and be friends and, can communicate and tell me about his day. You know, if he's having a bad day, if he's having a good day, if he's, there was a problem, you know, if he got bullied or not, you know, he can tell me these things now. And it makes me feel so relieved that I can communicate with him and he can communicate with me. And I know more about my son than I did before. And to me, that was very rewarding and satisfying. And so I continued on this journey. I started um, learning under other practitioners. Um, I kind of found that I created a niche. You know, there's not many people who do what I do in pediatrics. So I kind of created um, the roadmap, which I call my rebalance roadmap to helping practitioners and parents kind of figure out that road. How do you, where do you start? you know, where do you start? Where, what are the steps? What are the tests? Like, how do you figure this whole thing out? Because it's such an overwhelming journey and there's so many different avenues. And I even felt lost at some points in the road. So for me, it was finding that direction and being able to help parents and providers that want to help too, because 
autism, as you know, continues to increase. We're now at almost like one in 32 kids in the United States. And that was a huge jump from just a year or two ago too. So it's getting to the point where now, you know, when I grew up, nobody really knew anyone with autism or maybe you knew one person or you didn't really know what it was. And now it's, you know, you tell someone you have an autistic child, it's, oh, my, my sister-in-law, my cousin, like, like everybody has somebody that's now been affected in their family directly. So it is something that is going to continue and is projected to continue to increase as the years go on, unfortunately. And I don't know if it's going to stop till we get to one out of every two kids, to be honest, about the rate we're going. Yes, it's it's staggering. The numbers are staggering. Everybody knows someone with autism, as you said, or is related to someone who has autism. And we have to figure this out. And starting with what you've done is, is amazing and incredible because nutrition with neurological issues is so important. And they haven't really gone there as much as they should have. And or the research has been there, but it hasn't been really talked about uh, for autism. You know, there's no really pharmaceutical answer. And I, I don't think that's the best answer anyway, as they do with ADHD and they put kids on these medications. It's not it's not the answer. So tell us about your program, the biomedical healing program for kids. Yeah, so I have a couple of different program resources for parents, providers um, working with me where I can work one-on-one with them. But I also have two courses. I have what I call my Rebalance Roadmap course, which literally is a 12-week course that basically is what I call my hand-holding course. I hold your hand and literally guide you every step of the way through diet, nutrition, uh, gut health, liver health toxins so like heavy metals mold environmental toxins treating more naturally i love i'm an herbalist so i always had to throw in how to treat with herbs uh whether you have an ear infection a fever stomach ache you know instead of just going to the doctor and getting antibiotics can we treat this in a different way that doesn't harm the child who's already at a disadvantage you know they're already imbalanced themselves so My rebalance program is basically an intro course to helping parents figure out where they need to go with their child. And that's usually where parents are really struggling. It's what tests do I do first? Should I work on toxins or do I do on the gut? Like, what do I do? So it really helps put it in perspective for them. And my other course that I have, which is detoxing toxins and pediatrics is made for providers and parents because what I found was as I was talking to parents and other providers, there's a lot, there's no, there's no manual here. And I'm sure, you know, when you work with adults, you kind of have like a good understanding, like supplements are made for adults. They're the supplements are based for a 150 pound person and you know how much to give and what to give and when they have a full functioning GI system. Pediatrics, you don't have that. So we're at a disadvantage where providers don't know how to take the model that you work with adults and how to translate that and how to work with kids. 
So I help teach providers and parents how to safely and effectively detox toxins out of their child without harming them. And that is key because with children, they, especially usually up until about seven or eight years old, I say they're changing every four to six months. They're like a whole new person. Their whole bodies are changing. Their gut is developing. Their liver is growing. Their body is consistently changing. So we have to take a changing person every few months and then try to put in place a protocol and supplements and diet that works best for that child. And that's kind of where I think providers um, don't, they kind of miss that. And they, they just try to say, well, this works for adults. So we'll just do the same thing for kids. Just do half the dose. It doesn't work that way. They don't have full functioning organs and a whole body system. So we have to kind of work with them and figure out what their body is telling us it needs and why it's not functioning correctly. That's why I call it the the imbalance. And we're going to rebalance them because their bodies are imbalanced because of the fact that they're kids and they're growing you know, they're, you know, we shouldn't have these issues that these kids are having. And it's because of the fact that their bodies are so imbalanced, they don't function properly. They don't, they're not growing properly. They're not getting the right nutrients. Their brains are not working correctly. So we have to kind of show and teach parents and providers, this is how you work with this type of population, especially with autism and ADHD. They're a whole separate breed of, of children to work with in a sense because their biochemistry is very different than a neurotypical kid too. So it does make it challenging, um, but my providers and the parents that I've had in my courses they are amazing and they have told me that they feel so much more confident in treating their patients now that they feel that they have the tools that they didn't have before because there is no manual nope no manual at all and kids like you said kids are very different from adults they're a different animal i you know treat primarily adults in the past i've seen children for simple things but I don't feel comfortable treating the more complicated issues for children because they are so different and they're still developing. That's the thing is that they're so still developing. Their systems are very sensitive to minor changes. And so you really have to know what you're doing. So you've laid the groundwork for us, which is amazing and so necessary because as you said, the numbers are growing. We need to know about this and, and they should even teach this in medical schools, quite frankly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I actually just posted this on Instagram because um, when I was in school, I, we do the same undergrad courses as pre-med students and things like that. And I always thought that doctors learned about nutrition and what I found out, <laughs> I know you're no, laughing. Like, oh. ridiculous. <laughs> um, I found out, I think it's under, they have to take at least 12 to 14 hours of a nutrition course. And to me, that was kind of mind blowing going, how, how is that even possible? How do you think you're going to learn in 10 to 15 hours of nutrition to be able to help somebody? I mean, and it's true. If you, if you want a diagnosis, if you want a pill, you go to a doctor and it's true. When you, when you have a disease or an issue, you go to a doctor, you get a diagnosis and you get a medication. I just had a three and a half year old that she, the, 
the doctor said your your child has ADHD. Let's put him on ADHD medication. He's mm. three, <laughs> you know. Yes. So to me, I was taking courses, you know, nutrition courses, twenty hours every week for four years. I mean, so the the difference in the education out there, and I think they should be learning way more about nutrition. They should be learning way more about pediatrics, especially because of this. Yes. And on that note, we are going to need to go to a break, but we're going to come back and keep talking about this subject. Immensely interesting and important. You're watching Shifting Paradigms in Medicine. We'll be back shortly. What if there were a super tiny device that could diagnose the brain and is smaller than a single human hair? What if you could see inside the brain to help an epilepsy patient during surgery or to help the fight against Parkinson's disease? Dr. Patricia Broderick is proud to announce the Broderick Probe, a biomedical and electronic breakthrough. Imagine a probe to help with the understanding and potential cure of brain-related diseases. To learn more, listen live to the Easy Sense Radio Show with host Dr. Broderick, Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the Bold Brave Media Network and TuneIn Radio. And to help support the Broderick Foundation, please go to Easy easysense.com and learn how with your help we can fight these horrific brain disorders that's easysense.com to learn more and help support the broderick foundation author radio show host and coach john m hawkins reveals strategies to help gain perspective build confidence find clarity achieve goals john m hawkins new book Coached to Greatness, unlock your full potential with limitless growth. Published by iUniverse, Hawkins reveals strategies to help readers accomplish more. He believes the book can coach them to greatness. Hawkins says that the best athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of coaches, mentors, and others. He shares guidance that helps readers reflect on what motivates them. Rediscover and assess their core values, philosophies, and competencies. Find settings that allow them to be the most productive and track their progress towards accomplishing goals. Listen to John Hawkins' My Strategy, Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. We're back to Shifting Paradigms in Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Cecilia Cervantes, and today we have Greer McGinnis here. We're talking about nutrition and specifically with kids with autism and ADHD. Uh, let's talk about the biomedical testing you do. There's a lot of testing involved. Um, go ahead and tell us about that. Yeah, so I call this part when we're talking about kids with autism, ADHD, and their biochemical differences is because we know from research that chemically and what makes up their body is very different than a neurotypical child. So I call this peeling back the onion layer. And what we're trying to do is figure out what is going on in their body and their systems and why it's not working the way that it's working. What is, what is wrong? What is missing? What are the key steps that we're missing? So I use specific functional lab testings. Um, my favorite is using Vibrant America for a majority of my testing. I do three main specific testings always across the board. I call this my foundations approach. And the reason why is because these three tests are the foundation to just a healthy individual. I'll do a stool test. 
And the stool test really lets me know what's going on in the microbiome. Kids with autism, about 90% of them are going to have some type of GI issue, whether it be constipation, diarrhea, gas, bloating, abdominal pain, poor digestion, poor absorption, microbial overgrowth. I mean, I don't think I've ever had a stool test come back normal with a kid on the spectrum or ADHD because, and, and I have to explain this to parents all the time, just because your child poops every day doesn't mean that their gut isn't a mess because that's just not you know, the outward sign that there's something wrong on the inside is, you know, the constipation, diarrhea, eczema, you know, cognitive issues. Those are all the outward signs that there's something wrong in the gut, but we can still, we're still creatures of, of habit and we'll still poop every day and that will be fine. But the gut is something that's wrong. So it's the engine to the car. If the engine of the car is not getting fed the right nutrients or the right fuel, it malfunctions. So I'll always do a stool test first. That's my favorite thing to do across the board. Um, and then I'll do a micronutrient test. The micronutrient test from Vibrant does intracellular and extracellular, which I love. So it lets me see if the child's getting the nutrients into the body and if it's actually being absorbed into the white blood cell or red blood cell. So I'll know if the child actually has and are, is storing nutrients that their body needs, especially for mitochondrial, your ATP energy. Um, are you, do you have enough antioxidants? Do you have enough you know, um, anti-inflammatories? Are you getting enough nutrients just for your liver to work for that detoxification mm -hmm. piece? So the micronutrient test is so important to do, I think, for anyone. And that was really my first introduction to understanding that going to a doctor's office when I took my son, who, by the way, only ate probably about seven or eight things at the time, we we took him to the doctor. I said, I think he's malnourished. Like, like there's no way. There's no way that a kid could be perfectly fine only eating eight foods. And I remember his lab test came back and his, the only thing was low was his vitamin D. And I said, that can't be normal. That's not right. That can't be, you know, like that doesn't make any sense to me because serum versus white blood cell and red blood cell is very different. You can get it into the body, but mm -hmm. is it being stored? So once I did the micronutrient test and realized my son was depleted across the board, yeah. it made so much more sense. When I started supplementing, it made the biggest difference in the world. So I'll do the stool test, the micronutrient test, and then my all-time favorite test because I'm a detox person is the, the total detox, the total toxin test from Vibrant, which is heavy metals, mold, and environmental toxins. Mm. And that really shows me, is the child detoxing at all? Are they, is their body even trying to expel toxins? What toxins are they being exposed to? And how much are they still being exposed? And I don't think people understand that you can't heal the gut if you don't remove the toxic piece because the toxins in themselves will damage the gut. It'll damage the gut lining. It'll damage the, the microvilli that's on it for motility. It'll damage your lactose and bifidos, which are even the most important thing to neutralize toxins. That's We need lactose and bifidos to neutralize our toxins in general. So... If we don't remove and find the source of the toxin, we can't heal the gut. It's a, it's going to be a hamster wheel cycle that you just can't, you know, win. And I see it over and over again where parents do all these um, 
you know, you know, yeast and fungal, you know, try microbials, they throw literally the kitchen sink because their, their testing comes back abnormal, which is normal for that to happen. And they throw all these supplements, all these medications to try to like kill the yeast, kill the overgrowth, try to fix the gut. Mm. But then if you're still drinking contaminated water, if you're still living in a moldy environment, it's kind of, it's going to go right back. It's just going to keep recycling yeah. on. Unfortunately, it's a really, it's a hard wheel to jump off. So my foundation approach really looks at three main components to just starting off children and to just rebalancing their systems. And then we can definitely move into food sensitivities if we need to, or infections and things like that to see if there's something else going on. But getting their system set up, I found has been the most effective and the most efficient way of just starting off a child because that is their foundation. Nutrition is our foundation to good health. So if we don't have that foundation, it doesn't matter what supplements and what interventions you do. It's basically mute, unfortunately. And I really wish that there could be, I keep thinking of like a great idea of like a nutrient bar that I could give a kid that could cover all their bases, you know, has veggies and stuff. And, and that's always the hardest part. And many people struggle with that, which I totally get. We struggle with that too. Yes. No, uh, you know, diet is, is uh, something that is off for so many people. Um, and it's, it's no wonder that these kids struggle because a lot of them come from homes where people just eat what's, what's easy and, and they may eat a lot of processed foods or, uh, they don't they don't cook at home as much anymore, and you really need to have very clean food and uh, as little processed as possible. So fresh vegetables and fruits and things like that. In the next section, we'll talk about diet some more. And the other thing is that toxins are everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. We have it in the water. We have it in the dirt where we grow our food, uh, or or you know where the animals eat from. We have it in the air. We have them putting chemtrails out. There's all sorts of all sorts of sources of toxins in our environment, and that is a, that's a big push for me that we need to clean this up. And I don't know why it's not being done. We have all these agencies in charge of toxins, but what are they doing? I don't know. Yeah. So that is something that is critical. I think it's one of the reasons why we're seeing so much autism and ADHD and, and other mental health issues as well. Mm -hmm. There is yeah. actually a research study that shows that around 40 to 50% of autism is due to some type of environmental factor. I personally, personally think that that's way higher. I think the percentage would be way higher. Um, majority of my patients, you know, and we have done it too. We did gene mapping when my son was diagnosed with autism and that's, a, that's an offered thing now where if you do get a child diagnosed with autism, the first thing they'll send you is to a geneticist. They'll draw a lot of blood and see if there's any abnormalities. I would say out of all the patients I've ever seen, I would say maybe a handful, like five have actually had some type of genetic abnormality that has an association with autism, the rest have come back negative. No mm -hmm. genetic malformation in the sense that there's not a genetic mutation or deletion. There can be, and then when we look, we can see there's methylation issue, there's issues with dealing with mycotoxins, et cetera. And it's like, okay, there's the environmental genetic factor that plays a role. 
And that is, I think, a hard concept because we've always been taught, and I'm sure you were taught too, that autism was a genetic disorder, a genetic abnormality that happens from birth. And what we're seeing now is a regression of autism, not not from birth. These kids are not delayed and not meeting milestones throughout their life. It's all of a sudden they get to a certain point around almost a, a couple months before two years old and they completely regress. That's not genetic autism. That is an environmental or a metabolic factor that's impacting their brain and their body that's causing this developmental delay or regression. Absolutely. Yeah. And we have to think about this. What could possibly be happening to these kids? Well, we give them so many vaccines. We may be putting them on antibiotics and other things. And all those factors, again, kids are, are much smaller. They're a different animal, very sensitive to any little changes that we make. We have to look at these issues and see, you know, what we need to do to change this, because this has to shift somehow. Otherwise, it's it's uh, it's it's critically uh, bad news in the future. Um, yeah, we come in contact with about seven hundred thousand toxins per day currently, and every mm -hmm. year they make about two thousand more chemicals every year. Yes. And there, this the the standard between the FDA, the EPA, et cetera, is very minimal. I mean, it, most of them just keep getting grandfathered in because their chemical and their construct is very similar to a different chemical, which was proven safe, you know, and their, their research studies are lacking significantly. Um, but yeah, it's something that if it's kind of like when you look at it and you look at the amount of toxins kids are being bombarded with just from mom. I mean, kids are already born with 100% of PFASs, which is forever chemicals in their body, heavy metals, fumes, mycotoxins, et cetera. They're already born very toxic. And then we just continue to bombard them from the first day of life ongoing. They don't stand a chance, unfortunately. No, it, it, it's appalling, really, uh, because these agencies, these so-called agencies are supposed to help protect us. And yet they're being influenced by uh, corporations to go forward with these chemicals in the environment. So I have to ask, where's the outrage? We need to be outraged about this and it needs to change. Absolutely needs to change. Uh, this, isn't, this isn't going to help and it's going to be our great downfall. I, I agree with you 100% on that. And that's, I think it, you know, it's kind of one of those things that, like, you know, autism is one in like 30, 32 right now. I, I guarantee if it continues to drop, and it probably will continue to drop, there will be more of an outrage. There will be more of a, you know, why is this happening? What's going on? And we can't just blame it on we're detecting it better or, you know, the, the levels have changed and now they're meeting the criteria. None of that is true. None of that's completely false. None of that is true. So we need to, we do need to band together and have more people speaking out with the amount of toxins and toxic elements and the way that our kids are being treated now because their, their lives and their future lives are going to depend on it. Absolutely. And uh, one in, you know, when you get to the point where it's one in four or one in two kids, 
how do you function? How does a society function? This is the questions we need to ask. Um, it's outrageous and you know, we're, we're going to sound the alarm right here, right now. Uh, something needs to be done. Absolutely. And we need clean food. You know, we yeah. need clean food, clean water, clean air, all of that. We have so much technological advancements. Why don't we have this? Yeah, you know, and, and compared to other countries, too, that even like England has way stricter laws and regulations on, you know, food additives alone, you know, versus what we do. And people make like such a hoopla, like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. It's actually really is a big deal. The whole, you know, I see tons of doctors that actually say like, oh, food dies and stuff. It's okay. It's not really a big deal. It's not really yeah. linked to anything. It's like, it has been. Why are we defending this? I don't, I don't know. We don't need to be defending these monsters, really. These are, these people are poisoning us. I'm going to say it. it, it's poison and we don't need to be defending them. And so we have to look how are our, our doctors, our, our caretakers, our, you know, our medical caretakers uh, being educated? How can mm. they possibly say it's okay? It's not okay. And it's never been okay. Um, I don't know if we are needing to go to a break soon because um, uh, I want to get into talking. Ah, yes, we will be going to a break here very soon. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about nutrition because we're getting a little too hot under the collar here. <laughs> we're going to start fighting with the world. <laughs> but when we come back, we're going to talk about actual uh, diet uh, nutrition plans. Yeah. So you are watching Shifting Paradigms in Medicine. We're here with Greer McGinnis. We'll be back shortly. Did you know that your beliefs create your entire reality? But it's the subconscious beliefs that do most of the creating. Belief Shifter and Life Coach Shiraz can help you identify those limiting beliefs and eliminate them, often in a single session. Like it was almost instant, like I had relief right away creating better health relationships careers and finances let shiraz help you step out of safety and into awareness definitely something's happening uh like a, a flow inside you know it feels good whether in person or online shiraz provides personal coaching belief shifting visit shiraz at energeticmagic.com or call 416-529-7429. Energetic Magic on the BBM Global Network, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Find your greater happiness. Be well. Be aware. Be magical. Are you struggling to care for elderly parents or a spouse? Do you wonder if being a caregiver is making you sick? Are you worried about taking time off work to care for elderly parents and balance work, life, and caregiving? Has caregiving become exhausting and emotionally draining? Are you an aging adult who wants to remain independent, but you're not sure how? I'm Pamela D. Wilson. Join me for the Caring Generation radio show for caregivers and aging adults, Wednesday evenings, 6 Pacific, 7 Mountain, 8 Central, and 9 Eastern, where I answer these questions and share tips for managing stress, family relationships, health, well-being, and more. Podcasts and transcripts of The Caring Generation are on my website, PamelaDWilson.com, plus my caregiving library, online caregiver support programs, and programs for corporations interested in supporting working caregivers. Help, Hope, and Support for Caregivers is here on The Caring Generation and PamelaDWilson.com. 
We're back to Shifting Paradigms in Medicine, and we're here with Greer McGinnis, and we're talking about nutrition and autism and ADHD. And right now, I want to get into the foods and, uh, and what your recommendation are for parents that you give them in terms of what are the best foods, the best diets for them to have. Yeah. So with, with, with kids with autism and ADHD, they're typically very picky eaters. I, I've only come across a, a handful of kids that their parents will say they eat everything. And it's like, Oh, I love this child. Like this will be easy. <laughs> um, but most, most of our kiddos are the beige eaters. They're eating things like pizza, chicken nuggets, French fries, you know, chips, you know, rice. They're very beige because they're very reassuring to them. They're very comforting to them. So hmm. trying to get them out of their wheelhouse sometimes because things taste the same. Like a Ritz cracker from a box from 1970 is going to taste the same as it does today. It's very consistent. If you give a kid a, a blueberry last week and this week, they could taste completely different. One could be sour. One could be very sweet. So the, for our kids, sometimes it's the consistency. It's the, the texture, it's the reassurance of flavor. And what we want to try to do is figure out, okay, you know, the testing does help identify what diet is out there for that particular child. And believe it or not, there's probably over 25 or 30 diets specific to kids with autism and ADHD which is an astronomical wow. amount, but you know, that's where testing comes into play. A lot of the times the testing will help kind of, if your child has maybe rage and they're aggressive and they get really red cheeks, maybe they have polyphenol sensitivity, like salicylate sensitivity. Um, if they, they maybe have a neurotransmitter issue where they have too much glutamine and they can't sleep and they're swinging from the rafters and they might need what we call the reed diet, which is a low glutamate diet. So there are specialized diets out there that can definitely help kids in different situations. But usually where I start is with one, let's just try to start adding foods. Let's just try to start working on adding better whole you know, non-processed food. Most of our kids will be eating roughly around 80% processed foods mm -hmm. and only about 20% whole foods. And usually that's only typical fruits or maybe a protein or a regular, like a meatball or something like that. But there's like veggies, <laughs> like there's something along the lines of veggies that just, I always think that vegetables have like these evil faces that only kids can see because that's <laughs> like, it's like the only thing that they don't like to eat. So it's how can we start incorporating? How can we start encouraging more food? How can we just kind of open their palate for things? And sometimes by working on the gut and fixing the nutrient status and like low micronutrients, like low zinc. If the child has low zinc, it actually messes with their taste buds. They mm. actually don't, they don't have the same uh, sense of taste and smell that you and I would. So something that would taste sweet might taste something different to them. So I usually say, let's start with just, let's add, you know, fresh, like unprocessed whole foods, take them to the grocery section, 
go just to the fruits and vegetable aisle and just let them pick out whatever they want to try. Don't put pressure. Just say, you pick, you find something that you want to try. And usually I just tell them to start having like one or two days of like a family fun food night of just trying different things as much as you can, because that's really, we don't want to start taking away things until we can start adding new things. That's really important. But typically, when we are working with kids with autism and ADHD, one of the first things that we're going to really remove is like gluten and dairy. Mm -hmm. And because dairy will probably be the most constipating thing for all of my patients. So we definitely want to take them off of dairy because a lot of them have constipation issues and gluten. And the reason why those two specifically is because they impact the dopamine receptors of our brain and it basically gives them like an opioid effect. So when they eat dairy or they eat gluten, they basically feel high. They have this endorphin feeling where they, yeah, they feel calm. They feel like, oh, this is like good. Mm. When you actually take them off of it, there's like a good week or two of like literal withdrawals. They will be, they could have emotional outbursts, sleep disorder issues, um, anger issues, literally because they are detoxing, withdrawing from the dopamine effect that the dairy and the gluten cause on their brain. This also could be said for things like soy that I think that can definitely do the same thing. And usually we remove corn too, because corn has a mimicry to wheat. So there are some things that we definitely just usually start with gluten and dairy and then work our way down because it just causes so much um, brain fog, Mm -hmm. fatigue, poor focus, poor attention. And I use specific testing from Vibrant called the Zoomers. I use the dairy Zoomer, the wheat Zoomer, et cetera. And that really helps to show a parent how sensitive their child is to that particular food item. So if they, you know, cause some of my parents want to say, but how do I know? I don't want to remove it if he doesn't have a problem, which I totally understand. And I have had that happen where it comes back completely negative and we don't have to remove it and it's not a problem. So I'll do the zoomers a lot to kind of pinpoint, does your child need to remove dairy? Does your child need to remove gluten? Does your child need to remove soy? Is, are these problem foods for that particular person or can we you know, continue with them or just remove certain things to make it easier for the parents because it is a little tough to do a whole diet change. But between all the glyphosate, the pesticides and everything that are on these foods, it's actually in two ways working for us. One, decreasing sensitivity and inflammation across the board in the gut. And then two, pesticides, herbicides, et cetera, impact the cytochrome P450 enzymes in the liver. So if we can remove that, it actually helps the liver to work better and detox better. So for me, it's kind of like a win-win. So, but it's definitely something that we talk to the families about trying to minimize certain things or removing and then adding of certain things to kind of get the diet aspect and in court, encouraging more unprocessed food and whole foods, you know, sulforaphane type, type foods, you know, those cruciferous vegetables, the the sulfur, which most kids don't like to eat. <laughs> no, they <laughs> Bro- yeah. Broccoli, the broccoli, I swear, broccoli has the most evil face for kids, I swear. <laughs> and it's just like, it's like what, why are these so scary to kids? I really wish I knew. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's it's the taste. I think they just don't like the taste. As I remember from being a child. Well, you know what it is? It's it's a sulfur taste. Like you and I yeah. know we need to eat our vegetables because it's good for us, but we try to make it palatable. And that's what I encourage parents to do. Whether mm-hmm. you add a little bit of, you know, dairy-free butter, some salt. Um, I've had parents even cook it in beef tallow or bacon grease, in fact, like bacon fat, basically, to flavor it. Um, even I um, teach parents how to use um, like beef stock or vegetable stock. You can actually like cook the vegetables with like a vegetable or soup stock. So it actually tastes more like a beef or a a chicken flavored, um, even bone broth. And it Mm, actually gives it a more of a decent flavor than just tasting like sulfur, unfortunately. Absolutely. And you almost have to teach parents how to cook. Because so many people don't <laughs> cook anymore. You I know? don't either. So I don't cook. I'm a horrible cook. I'm a dietitian. And I can't <laughs> cook. I, I I will bake you anything you want. I will bake you the best zucchini muffins, pumpkin bread, etc. But when it mm. comes to cooking, I don't like it. I've never liked it. I've I did. I've always been jealous of people that could open up a refrigerator and go, I'll just whip this together real quick. And I'm sitting here going, well, if I have chicken, can I just eat it with ketchup? <laughs> like that very like black and white here. So I use Pinterest and stuff to find, you know, I have an air fryer and a pressure cooker that give me more of a sense of, okay, I can cook, but I don't have to be a five-star chef over here. No, no. And there's lots of good cooking books and cooking shows yeah. just to get just get started. Things are very different now from when we were kids and when I was a kid, which is way longer before you, where my mother cooked every day. She mm-hmm. cooked these amazing meals every day and we were very healthy, you know, yeah. very different times. The food supply was a lot cleaner. Things were cleaner. So we, we go back to the toxins. So we have to get that cleaned up and uh, really work on that piece of it, of course. And then go back to cooking at home or learning simple, simple recipes, simple mm-hmm. things you can do. Or but you also can getting buy. the child involved because getting, getting the, child the child involved, I think makes way better meal times, cooking time, you know, like it just... And, and that's something that I didn't do as a kid too much is cook with my mom, which I think might have. But what my kids love to bake with me and they love to cook. So I, I, they get excited and then they'll trial and they'll eat whatever I create if we're making it together. So, you know, trying to, you know, and you know what it is too? It's, you know, we're, we're, we're full-time working moms a lot of the time yeah. too. Yeah. It's a very different when you have two people working in a household and then you have kids, it's, it doesn't leave much time to cook. That's why fast food industry is a multi-billion dollar industry right now. I mean, you could see it anytime if you go to a, a fast food restaurant at five o'clock, the line is just out the door. No, it's, it's absolutely crazy. And so, yeah, we have to, you know, it's going to take some energy and time to learn how to do this. But we've got to do it. We've got mm-hmm. to do it uh, in order to really heal ourselves and heal our children. Um, so that's a priority. Well, and we're almost at the end of this session. So we are going to be coming back 
and we're going to start to wrap things up. There's been so much information here, so important. This information is critical, and it goes back to nutrition. Uh, nutrition is important for all of us, but it's especially important for our kids and for our parents with ADHD, kids with ADHD and autism. It's critical. So we'll be back very shortly. You're watching Shifting Paradigms in Medicine. Don't go anywhere. Stay where you are. Author, radio show host, and coach, John M. Hawkins, reveals strategies to help gain perspective, build confidence, find clarity, achieve goals. John M. Hawkins' new book, Coached to Greatness, unlock your full potential with limitless growth. Published by iUniverse. Hawkins reveals strategies to help readers accomplish more. He believes the book can coach them to greatness. Hawkins says that the best athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of coaches, mentors, and others. He shares guidance that helps readers reflect on what motivates them. We discover and assess their core values, philosophies, and competencies, find settings that allow them to be the most productive, and track their progress towards accomplishing goals. Listen to John Hawkins' My Strategy, Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. What if there were a super tiny device that could diagnose the brain and is smaller than a single human hair? What if you could see inside the brain to help an epilepsy patient during surgery or to help the fight against Parkinson's disease? Dr. Patricia Broderick is proud to announce the Broderick Probe, a biomedical and electronic breakthrough. Imagine a probe to help with the understanding and potential cure of brain-related diseases. To learn more, listen live to the Easy Sense Radio Show with host Dr. Broderick, Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the Bold Brave Media Network and TuneIn Radio. And to help support the Broderick Foundation, please go to Easy easysense.com and learn how with your help we can fight these horrific brain disorders that's easysense.com to learn more and help support the broderick foundation we're back to shifting paradigms in medicine i'm your host dr cecilia Cervantes, and we have maureen uh, i'm looking at this other lady's <laughs> name greer mcginnis <laughs> we uh, and we've been talking about nutrition and how we use it with kids with autism and ADHD and the importance of it. Now, Greer can be uh, contacted through her website, which has a lot of information, because I went through all, all through your website. <laughs> it's very informational. It's great. Uh, biomedicalhealingforkids.com mm -hmm. is your website. And on your website, you also have how they can book with you online, and uh, there's also some new courses coming up that, um, that uh, you're teaching. Tell us about that. Yeah, so it's my Detoxing Toxins and Pediatrics course. And it is a hybrid course where you'll be watching modules, pre-recorded modules and trainings. I have tons of handouts. I even have for my providers what I call my white label handouts where you can print them and um, label them as you wish to provide to your patients. So that is launching in the next week or so. You can go on and um, purchase the course right now, but we will be starting in August. Um, so if you, I only take a select amount of 
patients and providers in that course. So if you are interested, you could definitely sign up. You'll get all the details and all the information and we'll be starting in August. And then we also do live trainings. So I will be doing coming on, we'll be in a small group, usually about 10 to 15 providers and parents. And we will essentially, you know, come together. And it's great because the last group that I just had was mostly providers. We had great discussions. We had great communication. And, you know, they just were a great group of, of individuals to work with. They learned so much. They taught me some stuff, too, on their end. And, you know, I love that collaboration feeling. So if you're interested in learning how to detox toxins at a, as a provider or a parent, this course is for you. I made it simple and easy for everyone to be able to focus and figure out how they can best help their child or patients. Excellent. Excellent. Let me ask you something. When is the book coming? <laughs> Hopefully next year. I, I am. I, that is actually on my bucket list of goals to do is to create a book. And I'm trying to plan that out right now because it's something that I feel parents really and providers really need, to be honest. Yes, there's so much information uh, there and and it would be great to have a book. I know that you have a uh, a guide that you mm -hmm. provide that people can purchase at a very reasonable price. Uh, what is it called? The um, it's Ultimate called the, Guide? The Ultimate Guide to Detoxing um, for your home. Basically, I always get parents that ask me, what's the best soaps or bathing products, your water filtration systems, air filtration systems, like, you know, how do I start living a cleaner lifestyle? You don't even know what toxins you're coming into contact with. So where do I start? And so I created a detoxing living guide to help parents go through a checklist to say, okay, let's start here. I have something called my four pillars of detox and they'll start with that and they'll work their way down. And it gives them a list of all of the top non-toxic brands for their children and their home that they can purchase. It's only $9.99. They can purchase it at any time. It's almost over 80 pages, I think. We keep adding mm -hmm. to it. But it gives parents a sense of, you know, I take the guesswork out. I don't want you trying to Google and be up late. I want you spending time with your family and your kids. I will provide you with the information so that you could just pick from my list of the most, whatever's the most affordable, whatever's the most convenient that works for you. And you don't have to sit there and Google all night. Excellent. Excellent. And it's an ebook, so they can download it immediately and they have that information. Yep. Perfect. So uh, everyone, you know, go to biomedicalhealingforkids.com, get this information, Find out about the course, get the book, The Ultimate Guide. This is excellent information. And thank you. And we'll wait for your book when it comes out. <laughs> I'll let you know. I'll send you a copy. I promise. <laughs> okay, great. Great. Well, that's been, it's been wonderful having you, uh, Greer. Uh, the you. information you have is so valuable. Um, I know that people really appreciate it. And so... I know that you probably do a lot of speaking engagements also. So we're going to look for you and we're going to get your, we're going to get your book. Thank you so much. Thank okay. You. You're welcome. And everyone, thank you for coming every week to this show where we provide you with all these experts who give you crucial information. Remember to go to my website, myquantumheal.com myquantumheal.com. 
I post all my podcasts every week there. You can get my contact information, send me a note. If you want a free 20-minute consult, we can find out if we're a match and we can discuss what what it is that you're needing, if it's health and wellness consultation, herbal consultation, a personal breakthrough, or hypnosis session. We do it all. Um, And I am teaching a four certification practitioner program in October, where you can come up, become a practitioner of NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, Timeline Therapy, Hypnosis, and Coaching. Go to the website. It's all there, all the information. And next week, next week, we're going to stay on the subject of children. Next week, we will be talking to Maureen Buford. She is a she has a master's in creative education. She's been an educator for thirty eight years, and she has uh, she has teamed up with Ellen Tad, and they've developed a program. Uh, and there's a book, a framework for wise education, where it takes the chakra energy system of the body and combines it with child development. So it helps children in their development uh, and in dealing with issues in life in a, in a fashion that's easier. It's a cutting edge whole child approach to parenting and education that supports the child's well-being. So that is next week, Maureen Buford. And thank you all for coming and watching. This is Shifting Paradigms in Medicine on Bold Brave TV. Watch us on uh, YouTube and all the different platforms. We're here every week. Like us, watch us, and subscribe. We will see you back next week again for another great show. Thank you. This has been Shifting Paradigms in Medicine with your host, Dr. Cecilia Cervantes. Join her weekly as she will discuss ways to improve your health and well-being through the mind-body connection. Right here, Wednesdays, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Bold Brave TV Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.